Pomeringa Revenue is a place for all like-minded creatives to come together and learn all aspects of a wedding business. I am your host, Phil Beavout, and with me is my ride-or-die, Brittany. We are wedding filmmakers in New England and love chatting about all things wedding business related. We talk about not just the creative sides of our industry, but the business sides as well. Brittany has a background in business marketing, and in a previous life, I led large-scale teams at nuclear power plants with multi-million dollar budget. We love bringing on guests that are more knowledgeable than us who can bring different insights to the table. Sit back grab a pen and get ready to take some notes. You might want to brace yourself too, because we have some real raw, candid conversations with no filters. Welcome to From Ring to Revenue, the Wedding Entrepreneur Academy. Let's get after it. I'm your host, Phil B. About with my beautiful co-host, Brittany. We are so excited to introduce our next guest, Julianne Smith. Julie is the founder of Garter Girl, a stylish and meticulously handmade wedding business that creates custom heirlooms that are way too pretty to toss. Julie has a world of experience that stems from her career as a political communication strategist, spokeswoman, and media specialist. She lends her expertise to small businesses in the industry in order to help build their online presence through search engine optimization, blogging, and Pinterest. Let's get after it. Cue the intro. Julie, we're so excited to have you on today. How's everything going? Amazing. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's So let's start at the beginning. How did uh, Garter Girl, how did everything get started? Because this is the... I, right. It's according to my <laughs> intro, 0% applicable. And also, <laughs> how did we make the leap to Pinterest? Uh, which I understand is today's topic. So uh, back in ooh, 2004, a friend of mine was getting married and um, I was in charge of making her a wedding garter or finding her one, couldn't find one, ended up making it myself. I've always been one of those like annoying, crafty, DIY type of people. My mom is a seamstress, so I just made it. Then I had a friend at the time who owned a dress shop and I said, you got to help me find a garter. And she said, no, because I don't even sell them. They're so, you know, so she, she said, well, let me see what you make. And she, and I showed her and then she ended up selling like, ma- she's like, make me more. And she sold them. And that's kind of where the business started from. Um, as you mentioned, I worked in politics and media and PR. So I really didn't like start doing the business officially until like 2000 eight or nine. And it, it wasn't, it, I was like, you know, I'm going to do this until I get bored or I feel like I can't do anything more. And here I am like still doing it. Um, and I have like kind of ebbed and flowed. I I've always done this. Right. But I've done different things. I used to own a blog for weddings in DC. I own a couple niche wedding websites right now. So I'm always like kind of doing, doing all the things, but, um, I promise I'll, I'll get to the point here. That no, was fine. We got, we got plenty of time. <laughs> I think this is the, so here's the big thing. Like I, at the end of the day, I'm an e-commerce product, right? Like people come to my website, they buy the item, which is not at all the same as folks that are my peers, like you guys, right? You're service-based businesses. Mm-hmm. And for years I would always network and, and get with, go to the same conferences and listen to the same podcasts as my friends in the industry and these service-based businesses. And I was always so frustrated. So I always felt like I had to kind of figure it out myself, whether it came to the blogging or, you know, in this case, the Pinterest. And so I think where I've been able to 
like almost turn the tables a little bit and help my friends in the service based area learn some of these tips and tricks that us on the e-commerce side have had to learn and learn quickly and like be, you know, ninjas at. And I think in the wedding industry, right, we all have the same clients, right? Mm -hmm. We have couples that are getting married and they're looking, looking for different services and products, but that's where we're, we're that's where the similarities end. And so because I am an e-commerce product, I I have been really successful with Pinterest and with blogging and SEO and some, and so it all kind of came full circle because a lot of friends and folks were asking like, how do you, how are you doing this? How is this all happening? So I, I speak wedding and because we have the same clients, but I also kind of get some of the tech stuff, which is where I've been able to really help my clients with the Pinterest management and the blogging and things like that. I think one of the most important things that a lot of folks just kind of glance over is I, I talk about like diversifying revenue streams, like not putting all your eggs in one basket when it comes to, you know, sure. like how, how you're making money. But I also think, hello, pandemic. I yeah. Think we all yeah. There's that shit. <laughs> I mean, listen, I resisted getting into the, so like I, I've built, you know, a management agency and I, uh, I resisted it for a long, long time. I used to own a wedding blog and I sold it in 2010 because running multiple businesses, sorry, 2016 was too much. I just was like, I'm going to sell my wedding garters and I'm going to be happy doing that. And I just really, really resisted it. And then the pandemic and I was like, okay, time to lean into that multiple, multiple things. And here I am like, you know, juggling a million balls again. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, I think that people also need to diversify like their digital footprint, you know, while I'm not a big fan of of Facebook anymore, I I think that it still has some relevancy, but you know, when you're looking at social media, being on multiple platforms, I think is way more beneficial than just being on one. And that's why, we wanted to, to talk about Pinterest because I know we personally don't do a lot on Pinterest and we probably yeah. should. So I think the only thing we've done is establish an account. Yeah. Really. We might have a, <laughs> yeah. a post maybe, or what is it? Is it a pin? This is, this is about to go. A she's yeah. Julie's about to get real mad at me. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> no, my gosh, not at all. So listen, the way I look at it and it's kind of similar to what you were just saying is I look at my website as my insurance policy against any changes out there when it comes to third-party flat platforms. And when I talk about third-party platforms, I'm talking about, like you mentioned, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, Instagram, you know, whatever, TikTok. You cannot take those likers with you. Mm, yeah. And so when something then becomes uh, you know, not in vogue anymore or not cool anymore, Snapchat, whatever. I am, I always invest in my home first. I always invest in my blog and my website first. And from there, my communication can branch out. And, um, you know, you want to like, and I, I've been using this example a lot lately, and that is Twitter, right? Twitter has gone on the emotional roller coaster, and now with I don't even know what's going on. And I have some friends that are authors, um, 
built their whole selling all their books on Twitter and their followers. That's gone. It's gone now. Yeah. And they're coming to me like, oh, what do I do? I'm like, okay, well, like we're gonna get a website and we're gonna like figure this out and we're gonna build your your home first. That way, when something like Twitter is no longer the thing, it's fine. Like for me, I don't care. You want to take Instagram away? Fine. You want to take Pinterest away? Fine. Like I, I've taken, I really invest all my time in my home. And that's why you won't see my business with thousands of Instagram followers or thousands of, you know, TikTok videos and things like that. It's because my first priority is my home and that's my website and my blog. And from there, everything kind of radiates. And that's like, it's not the message that people want to hear, uh, but I feel like it's the message that they kind of need to hear. I think that that is such a refreshing kind of take on it because I've never considered it that way. Our website is important to us, but it's it's something that always needs work. But now that, you know, I'm kind of trying to like connect the dots with Pinterest, like everything goes back to your home base. And it's the same, like using that, your website as the ultimate platform to expand your reach to these other, um, whether it's social media or, you know, whatever, everything should go back to your website. And I think that that's not something that I personally had considered being so important for that reason. Yeah. I mean, this all gets back to like back in the day. I mean, when you think about it, you're talking about building your business on the back of someone or something else outside of your control. You can't control that, right? You can't control what Instagram does and you can't control what, you know, anybody else does. I think about like when I first started my business, I was like, I'm going to go in these bridal shops and I'm going to sell them my wedding garters. Because if you're standing there and you just spent thousands of dollars on a dress and you see how beautiful my items are, you know, it's going to be a no brainer, right? I'm like, all they need to do is just see them. Yeah. Right. So what did I do? Right. I went around all these dress shops and tried to like sell my products and they were just like, yeah, no. Right. Because that's not how the wholesale business works. And without getting into all that kind of stuff, I was like a nobody. And so I then turned to my website and it was the one thing that I controlled. Nobody told me no, no editor said, no, we're not going to feature you. Like I was the editor of my blog and I got to decide. And it was the only place where I was allowed to tell my story on my terms without anybody. And I realized that I was trying to build my business on the backs of these bridal stores and trying to get them to like me or to be interested. And I was like, the only person that I need to like an interest in my product is my consumer. Okay? Cut the middleman out. <laughs> Cut the middleman out. And so I just started blogging. And this was a long time ago. I'm not saying everyone needs to to blog. Right. But I'm I'm just saying that it was it was a big shift for me to just say I am done trying to build my business on the backs of of other things. And I you know, I, I worry for a lot of folks in our wedding and event space. I mean, you take Instagram away and where's your business? Yeah. yeah I mean, you, it, you brought up a really good point when you mentioned Snapchat and it just, it dawned on me while you were talking. Cause I was like, all of these social media platforms are one celebrity shitting on them away from being destroyed. 
Because it took what Kylie Jenner, like she tweeted out she's never using Snapchat again, and it dropped by like forty percent. I mean, just yeah. overnight, like there I just mean, went your business. <laughs> a couple years ago, two years ago now, there was so much pressure to get on Clubhouse. Oh and, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. And it was like, if you're not on Clubhouse, <laughs> you're a nobody. You're, you're, you're missing <laughs> yeah. out. And I had I have group texts that are named Clubhouse chat, and it was like, and I just was like. I, I, no, it is not, it is a no, it's not a no forever, but it's a no for right now, because this was not on the to-do list at the beginning of the week. And it definitely wasn't on the to-do list at the beginning of the quarter and had nothing to do with like my business goals at the start of the year. And so I'm taking a wait and see approach, even though the pressure was high. I mean, people were sending me like, I was on clubhouse and somebody reviewed my Pinterest account and turns out everything you did was correct. And like, <laughs> you're like, Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, amazing. Like these people don't know what they're talking about. You should get on here. And it was like, should, 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 should. And I was just like, stay in your lane, focus on what you own, like yeah. handle what you can control. And, you know, again, to bring it back to Pinterest, cause I know that's what we're supposed to be talking about here, but that's why I probably have taken to Pinterest so, so much and have been so successful on it is because it is the one third-party platform out there besides Google, whose sole mission is to drive business back to your website, right? If you think about it, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, their goal is to keep you on the platform, right? Yeah. And because that keeps Instagram going and whereas Pinterest's goal is to like support their creators and and get people out and off and to kind of get what they need it's a totally different business model well I'd like to clarify and just see if I have this right as well your goals are different between one social media platform to the other the content you're using is still the same yep so because one one thing that that I personally like to do is create a TikTok video and then use that same video for an Instagram reel, YouTube short. Like, you know, I don't try to reinvent the wheel. I just use the same thing across platforms. But what, what they, what the problem with Pinterest is, is because people don't understand it on this fundamental level that we've been talking about. And that Brittany, you, when you came to my talk about is Pinterest right for my business? Um, they don't understand how Pinterest works. So they take that Instagram reel, they post it over on Pinterest. They do the exact same caption, exact same thing, exact, sorry, description. Mm-hmm. They just, they just repost it, just, right. just post. And it falls flat because that's not how Pinterest works. I repost content all the time, but I understand what the person wants who's consuming that content when they're on that particular platform. So I just like, I just tweak it. Yeah. And, um, we were one thing I wanted to mention is that like for me and for my clients and for, I suspect you guys, the number one business or the number one reason for being on Pinterest, it has to be about booking more clients, getting more business. Otherwise, like why do it? It's not a get to know you platform. We're not trying to make friends. We're not trying to make connections that there's no commenting. There's no liking. No one gives a, you know, crap if you like long walks on the beach or wine or whatever, nobody cares. And 
because it's all about the pinner and what they want and what they need. And so when you ask about like, what's the goal, like, why would I even consider being on Pinterest? And my first question, and Brittany, you were there when we talked about this was like, do you need more business? If you don't, like if things are hitting for you, you've got referrals going on, your whole like community, your network, your Instagram's rocking for you, then I'm not saying it's a no, but like, it's probably a no for right now. Cause guesses, chances are you got a million other things in your to-do list. So if you don't like your current system for bringing in business and it's not working for you, then you should, you could, I hate the word should, you could consider using Pinterest. I'm not saying it's the solution, but it's definitely something to look into. If you feel like you're not getting the right clients, meaning you want to be more high end or you want to be in a different area or you feel like you're not getting your ideal clients like definitely could look in look into pinterest there to see if maybe the message you're putting out there isn't getting in front of the people that are your people so the first question if if the goal is to get more business right then then the next question becomes like is that something i even need yeah. How do I? And sometimes curate? people jump into Pinterest because they feel like they should, or they heard that somebody else is just killing it and just crushing it. And it's this like big should that they should be doing, but they don't quite understand why. I think that one of like the most important things that you were talking about is that you have a strategy. Like it's not just let's see if it sticks, it's legitimately like strategizing your platform. Yeah, let's make some and, content that's going to be effective for Well, this, yeah, and you know. when you don't have a strategy, that's how you waste a whole lot of time, Absolutely. a whole lot of energy, a whole lot of money. Like- and we will be right back. So you want to start a wedding business, but you don't have any business experience and you're confused just staring at a computer screen? Are you an existing business owner and tired of feeling overwhelmed and underprepared? Three years ago, we were in the same spot and know exactly how you feel. From Ring to Revenue is here to help. Britt and I grew our wedding business into six figures in less than three years. Not because we are tech savvy or know people, but because we are good at business. Click the link in our show notes or bio and get access to two free lessons in our upcoming course. In them, we talk about business structures like LLCs and S-Corps and creating a traffic generating blog. You don't want to miss these free lessons. Welcome to From Ring to Revenue, the Wedding Entrepreneur Academy. Tired of paying an enormous price for your website? Are you paying more than 12 or 13 bucks a month for multiple websites? Because we're not. We use Cloudways. You can pick your own server, pay as you go, no lock-ins, and get a free SSL certificate. Cloudways uses WordPress applications, which are included in the price. Did I mention that they will migrate your website over for you for free? Plans start as low as 11 bucks a month. We run all three of our websites off of a Vulture server through Cloudways, all for half of what the leading website host costs per year for one. Save yourself time and money with Cloudways. Click on our affiliate link below to start your free trial. You'll never look back. We didn't. And now back to the show. I don't need, I just need them to be like comfortable and okay with it. I give them the strategy. Yeah. I tell them yeah. what to do. Not, it's not the other way around. And I find it so interesting. A lot of businesses, big businesses that very successful ones, million dollar, multi-million dollar companies that are turning over this kind of stuff to people that just like love to play on Instagram. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. You would never do that 
in any other area of your business. You just wouldn't. But somehow it comes to social media and it's like, no problem. Let me just like pass this off. Yeah. I mean, that's no strategy. That's also yeah. just like putting technology in a younger person's hand because you think that they're affluent in it or, you know, and it's, yeah. um, it's also emotional. And when you have a strategy you t- and you have goals, you take that emotion out of it, like you said, where it doesn't really matter if you have the likes. That's not part of the the plan, the bigger plan. The plan was to be present in social media. It wasn't necessarily to get people, um, well, depending on the platform. How would you leverage your presence on I mean, you know, we've been talking about all kinds of different platforms. Let's just, let's just keep it. How would you leverage your presence on social media to attract your ideal client? On social media? Yeah. I mean, like, we could talk about Pinterest and then if you want to talk about Instagram, like I said, our conversations, oh. we can go wherever. So. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, for me, for Garter Girl, it's like I, when we're talking about Pinterest, I have to understand what they what they need and want and where they're in the buying process. So one of my goals for Pinterest, my number one goal for using Pinterest for the garter girl is that when someone types the word wedding garter, I'm all over it. That's it. Like that's the goal. Right. And that's the number one goal. And then that's like the overarching goal. And then we talk about the different strategies of how to get there. And then we talk about the different tactics of how to get there. Meaning like, what does the pin look like? What's the design? What do we write in the title? But too many people want to come at it with, what's the pin? What, 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 do, we, what do you want me to put in the title? Huh? Tell me, tell me. And that's where a lot of Pinterest marketers come at you with the bottom end. Just put this in your title, put this in your description. You're good to go. And for me, I teach it a little differently. I teach it like top down, right? So like, what, what's the goal? And so again, like I said, is to take over, um, take over that, the keyword phrase of wedding garter. Um, Another one of my goals for Pinterest is um, to build my email list uh, because I figured out a few years ago that People, because I understood sort of like where my customer was in the buying journey when they found me, they weren't necessarily always ready to make a purchase because my products are so different and it wasn't uh, something that maybe they were thinking about or expecting or uh, or it's something that they can kind of put off making a purchase on. I felt like I was losing a lot of people because they weren't making that purchase right away. Mm-hmm. So I had to develop a strategy to like keep engaging in that conversation after that initial like, ooh, that's interesting, but I'm not ready to buy yet. And so that's where email marketing came in and things have really changed dramatically for me. So let's say you find one of my pins um, and you come to my website a couple of years ago, it was like, if you didn't buy right away, it was a failure. And I was onto the next piece of traffic. Now I'm like, that's okay. Just get on my email list and we can continue this conversation until a point at which you are ready to buy. So can I and ask so, yeah. you so real that's quick, like my secondary goal, how yeah. you're getting that bite, how, what are you using to get people to give you your email address? Like what is your call to action with that? Yeah. So a couple different things that I've played around with. So I have an email opt-in, a couple different ones. 
I've been playing around over the years to see what works. A big one that's working for me um, is I have a ultimate bridal fashion timeline. And it tells you what to purchase when, so you don't miss out. Okay. And so it is just like a timeline and it's got tips and ideas and printables and all kinds of, it's like a really meaty, substantial document. It's like, it's good. (laughs) Um, Every year when I update it, my assistant's always like, you should charge for this. This is legitimately really good. I'm like, I know. But so I'll just use that as an example. So that particular opt-in, it is related to my product, bridal fashion, Mm -hmm. but it's not so general, like just sort of wedding tips, but it's in the bridal fashion realm, which is like tangent is like kind of related to wedding garters. Okay. So instead of like everything you need to know about a wedding garter, like people (laughs) aren't going to give their email for that. So it kind of broadens my topic. So it gives me like general things to kind of talk about. Uh, When it comes to the wedding like video side of the house, I was thinking, you know, our two probably audiences in Pinterest would be, you know, the couple or the planner. Cause I'm assuming that planners go to Pinterest looking for ideas, inspiration, breaking out mood boards. Like, 100%. Yeah. They all say they don't cause they come up with their own ideas, but they're lying and they're all going to Pinterest. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we- um, I love you planners. <laughs> I love you designers. True. I'm going to give real. you a little tip. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a tip. What's the number one thing that every couple getting married needs? All of them. Every single one of them. A wedding dress and suit. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you're, I, don't, I want to say photographer, even though I do video. <laughs> Ring. You both failed. <laughs> they need a venue. They need um, a location. Yep. I don't care if it's your backyard or if it's the Four Seasons or if it's a cliff. They all need a location. They all need a venue. So for everyone listening out there, venues, locations, things like that are huge on Pinterest because it's the great equalizer. And so for you guys, I'm just spitballing here. I could see a scenario where different venue tours, different venue help, different venues you've worked at, things like that could be your segue because you have two types of clients. Like, so for me, I have sort of two types of buying processes. I have the people that are typing in to Google or Pinterest or whatever, which leg gets the wedding garter? Do I need to have a wedding garter? What do I do with my mom's old dress? Those people are like, they've kind of said like maybe to a pretty firm yes on the garter. But then we have our like general people who kind of, who are, who are just getting married. They, they don't, they're not, they're not there yet. Yeah. And so I feel like your area. So for me, that like general area was the fashion, the bridal fashion. Right. Mm -hmm. So for you guys, your area where people are like a soft yes is like the tips that you were just talking about. Your frequently asked questions. Those people are like really far down the funnel. Yeah. They're motivated. But then you're like, well, what's my segue into some of the other, like how to get that the people that are a little, little more top of the funnel and build no like and trust with them. And for 99% of people in the wedding event space, 
its venues. And that's your general sort of segue into being like, oh, by the way, you should hire us as your videographer. Yeah, Phil is going to be loving you for this one because he's been on me about this particular blog for way oh, too no. long. Three years. To, it's, been like, cause, it's been like three years. No. I didn't mean to cause no, that. When I, when, I when I used to own a, um, a wedding website for weddings in D.C., the number one page, number one traffic was the venue section of the vendor guide. Like, I mean, that's it. Everyone it's, and I, I don't care if you're getting married in your backyard, it's still considered a venue. It's still considered a location. And so I do feel like most weddings need to have that like really specific content for which they are the expert. Right. But then the ones that are truly, truly like just crushing it are able to also leverage some of that more general content to help cast a wider net, if you will. Like yeah, no, I mean, you, you really <laughs> got, you really got my wheels turning right now. Cause yeah. I was thinking about, um, not only like, let's just, and you can apply this to, you know, uh, X vendor, but just using us as an example, we could do the say top 10 questions to ask your videographer and then explain what we do and then have a document that's okay. not only like explaining to them what to do, but also highlighting how we do it. Like we're selling ourselves. I'm going to the send people. you my, my time. Send me everything. <laughs> you can see. So on my website, my freebie that I have on, so I have two websites, obviously garter girl. And then I have on the Julianne Smith site of, JulianneSmith.com is my consulting uh, management agency side. And uh, I have a freebie there, which isn't quite fully set up yet, but it is um, like how to basically what we just talked about in our, that presentation, how to decide if Pinterest is right for your business. And so it's like, yes. So you, you, you give them like the tips in the freebie, you give them the free advice. And then at the end, you're just like, let me help you. So, so now, you know, you need a videographer. Now, you know what to ask, by the way, hey. I'm also free. So for, so, or not free, but I'm also available. And so that's what we kind of do. We do that on the garter girl side. And, and I do that on the, the Pinterest management side. And again, it's like kind of understanding, and I'll use this real quick as an example, like on the Pinterest side, I used to have this freebie called like five. It was like five simple fixes that everybody needed to do the, to their Pinterest account. And it was like, fix your title, do these things. Da, 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 da. And it was, it was like two, it was two in the weeds for what my people needed. My people needed to even decide whether they wanted to be on Pinterest or not. Mm. And so that's why I've, that's why I've pulled that one down. And now I've, this is why it's not even up yet is that, and so for you guys, I offer you that is like the, your freebie shouldn't be the, like, um, the, like where to fit the videographer into your timeline for the day. Right. Um, it's too, you know, too it's forward to there are two, those are people that have booked. You yeah. need to back the truck up, 
And where are the people, what are the questions they have? Where, and and that's where your freebie. We're more in that convincing stages. Yeah. Like, what are they struggling with? What are the questions they have? Like, you can kind of get into pricing. You can get into like. Justifying costs, like big things that they're concerned about. Like, why does a videographer cost so much? And, you know, the, so I have another, another client. uh, And. I helped them develop the freebie and we did the same approach. And the the freebie is like the ultimate guide to without giving out their name, we'll just leave it at that. It's kind of the same as the bridal fashion timeline, but that's not the guide we started out with. We started out with like a three page guide and it hits all the points. And then like, in you know, in a year we're, we're going to like revisit it and we're going to add to it and we're going to pull like, some blog content that we wrote to support it. And we're just, it's just, it's a building process. So maybe your, maybe your goal is the ultimate guide to wedding videography. Right. But that that's like a goal. I've been like looking and this has been years and it's been on the back burner. It's not been something, I just see so much open up Pinterest right now while we're talking untapped potential, like for video. And it's, I just see such great potential for all of it. And I just need to figure out where we fall into that. And I think that it's, you've given us so much to think about. I will say this. One of the questions that we talked about, what, do you remember what, like one of the big things to decide? Venues. No, (laughs) to decide whether Pinterest was right for you. Yeah. What, what was like one of the big things we talked about? Um, whether or not, um, I mean, goal setting, but also, right. but, but what did we also, we haven't touched on it today. Oh, um, well we did, but we didn't. Okay. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you I'll clients. Give you, first. I'll jump right to it. Is your website set up to handle the traffic coming? Oh, okay. and I would argue that in your case, your website is not set up yet. Okay. Because you don't have like your, your stuff isn't optimized. Your, your, your blog content, your, your FAQs or whatever is not there yet. Okay. I would spend some time figuring that stuff out and then getting into it. Okay. Is, are all of your FAQs turned into a blog post? Is, is all your galleries like where they need to be? Because one of the big questions that we had talked about was like, and I see this all the time with clients and people that come to me about the Pinterest management, we go to start doing their pinning right? We clean up their account. Everything's optimized, rock and roll. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to start pinning this gallery and that guy. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Hate that client. Don't pin that. Don't want more of that wedding. Don't can't stand. If I see blush and burgundy one more time. Above. And I'm like, oh my God, you just, where do we send them <laughs> all this money for? And so that's why for my clients, we talk about content and strategy first before we, we get to it. And so for you guys, Spend a minute, mm-hmm. get your website, get your content where it needs to be. Just get, get your head on, like get, get, wrap your head around that and then start digging into a Pinterest strategy. I, um, because again, one of the biggest things is if your website, like in a position to take all the business that's coming, Right. one thing you can do, and this is like definitely on the tactical level is go to Pinterest, type in the search bar, wedding videography, see what comes up. And whatever comes up, you need to think about how you as a business owner are going to answer those questions, those pins. Okay. 
Good little nuggets. Yeah. Yes. Julie, this has been gotta, this has been jam-packed full of this is this has been this has been <clears throat> epic. Yeah. Thank you so much, Julie, for your time. Yeah, we've uh we've been going for about an hour and fifteen minutes. So good gravy. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like I still have a lot of questions. Like I'm very yeah, I know. I'm gonna have a to-do well, list for you Brittany can have me that's back like for for round two. We absolutely will. This was a lot of fun. This was no, there was a ton of information to in here. List, I'm telling you both right now. I love and adore you since we met an hour and fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> um you got to get on the high-level strategy stuff before you get to your to-do list. Okay. Because you will drown in that to-do list. Maybe that's yeah. number one in the to-do list. Active blogging, active pinning, active content creation, it will suck your soul. <laughs> if you don't have a purpose. If right. you don't have a strategy, if you don't have goals. Seriously. Yep. Julie was you like, it will, create- it'll ruin you as a human being. <laughs> And listen, I own a couple blogs myself. I'm just telling you, you can go down the rabbit hole and you can flail around like a fish out of water yeah. forever. Oh, and your busy and to-do list can be massive. I so, can totally but see But that's it. where the strategy and the goals come in. Seriously. Yep. And I just gave you that tip about like, oh, you know, do the email opt-in. It's so easy. Like, Maybe that's not right for you. Maybe right. you two sit down, you have a little like chat after this and you're like, yeah, that sounds great, but not happening right now. Like you got to just do, do what works for you. I was just kind of split spitballing yeah, stuff. No, I cannot stress this enough to you guys and to your listeners before you get into like any kind of to-do list, whether it's Pinterest or any kind of, you know, YouTubing or any of that kind of stuff, you've got to start with the strategy and, and, and the strategy comes from, you know, listening to things like this and really just use the platform. Yeah. Use it as like a regular person, as a normal, like not just like, I'm just going to try to get a bunch of business. Like get on Pinterest, understand it, it. figure it out. How does it work? So yeah, with that, that's my final, my final tip. No more tips for you. Fine. Fine. I see how it is. Uh, everybody, you guys have to check Julie out on Instagram at Garter Girl. Uh, you need to check out her store at thegartergirl.com. Uh, you can request to have her speak. It's your next speaking engagement. So if you enjoyed this conversation, I'd highly recommend putting her up on a stage. Um <laughs> And also do not forget to check out her Pinterest for inspiration. So as always, the links will be in the description of the episode. Julie, do you have anything that you wanted to add before we say goodbye? Oh, yeah. If you are, uh, so that's Garter Girl, which you would only be interested if you were interested in winning Garter. <laughs> I suspect not. So, But I do have a website. It's juliannesmith.com or my Instagram is thejuliannesmith.com. Or no, just at thejuliannesmith. Where I just like my personal stuff, but also like Pinterest tips, marketing tips, all that kind of stuff. And we will, we'll put all, we'll put all the above. Yeah, yeah, please. And once I get my freebie up, you can, you can sign up for that too. All right. Britt, anything you want to add? No, just thank you so much for taking the time and uh, answering our stupid questions. No, stop. um, They're not stupid. Um. I think you bring to light the way a lot of people are struggling with this stuff. Yeah, no, we totally appreciate it. And I think our listeners will have different insight that they didn't have before. Great. As always, all of the links will be in the description of the episode. 
Make sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to join our Facebook group. And we have two openings left in our mentoring schedule. So don't hesitate to reach out. You know, we really love helping others grow in their small business. So please reach out before those fill up because those will fill up quick. We hope everybody is staying safe and healthy and we will see you in the next couple of weeks. All right, out. Are you backing up your footage? Is it seamless, running in the background, and easily available? Bring in Backblaze, the world's easiest cloud backup. Our workflow is so simple. We offload our footage onto our external drives. Then that evening, the files automatically start backing up into the cloud. There's nothing else for us to do. Imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Music bed was simply a lifesaver for us.